Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Adam, swagger man with no plan. He's not my mayor, mayor of the illegal aliens, and he recommitted to them yesterday as he rolled out his budget announcement, which is disaster. Now imagine, here it is, you're talking about having to make cuts in a budget that you yourself won't make, and you're wearing a $5,000 customized suit that Pablo Escobar, when he was head of the Medellin cartel, would not have worn. Oh, where, oh, where do you get the $5,000 for your customized suits? We know where you got it, Eric Adams, although the reporters won't investigate it. $350,000 you got from Frank Caron. He bought being chief of staff for you the first year and then had to get out of there, the crook that he is, because obviously there are a number of investigations into him whining, dining, and pocket lining, which has become the theme of one of the most corrupt administrations of all time, Eric Adams. And by the way, we're not even halfway through. So yesterday was moaning and groaning about the fact that we don't have enough money. He said that he had ordered uh, across every agency 4% cuts. And this is when the uh, budget was $106 billion. Well, guess what? Obviously, nobody made the required cuts. Because there were no consequences, just like going into a store, shoplifting, boosting, assaulting, robbing, stealing in the city of New York. There are no consequences. So there are no consequences to the agency heads and city government and city hall if they don't make the prerequisite 4% cuts across the board in their departments. And now we have a bloated $107 billion budget. Now, I don't know who Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, thinks he is. But this is not the federal government, which continues to raise the debt again and again and again, $33 trillion and growing, uh, spending money that they don't have, that we're going to have to be paying in perpetuity, our children and our grandchildren. Well, what the hell? The Republicans and Democrats in Washington, D.C., they get to print money. You don't do that when you're running a city or when you're running a state, whether it's in Trenton, whether it's in Albany, whether it's in Newark, or whether it's here in New York City. you got to have a balanced budget. And there's just no damn way with tax receipts on the decline, with 50% of property, commercial property abandoned, 
except if you uh, want to open up an illegal weed shop, obviously landlords desperate to rent uh, will have it on a cash and carry basis month to month. <laughs> but other than that, this city is dying, slipping into the abyss. The taxes aren't there. And friends of Eric Adams up in the state legislature that he will not name and shame are pushing to have free bus fare. So how the hell are you going to subsidize the buses? And the next step they want is free subway fare. So anyway, let's get back to Eric Adams in his $5,000 swagger man suit. As he was saying, you know, you got to be there with me to feed the illegal aliens, to feed, to see them, to understand why we have to care for them. I don't see any of them in Washington. Why are they in Washington? <laughs> why are they speaking in Washington, D.C., saying, give this administration in this city help? So it's easy to sit on the sideline and throw a stone. A rock is not a plan. I need all these people who believe we're not doing a good job. Join me on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. when I'm giving out food to asylum seekers. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about with Eric Adams. Swagger man with no plan. By the way, uh, did Sid know, uh, Lou, that when he was joining the mayor at 9 o'clock on Wednesday that he was feeding illegal aliens? Did he know that? Schmuck putts. He said, oh, yeah, he's feeding the home. Meantime, they, we have documentary evidence that Sid Rosenberg feeding illegal aliens. So if he's talking about, oh, we don't want illegal aliens here, just like his friend Eric Adams, he's a fake, phony, fraudulent fugazi. But then Eric Adams says he gets emotional and he loves the city of New York. And then if you want to pick apart the emotion of watching my city being destroyed, if I'm too emotional in doing that, well, maybe because I love the city too darn much. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. You ever figure that his very dear friend Joe Biden, the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, and crime wave Kathy Holcomb won't give him any money for the illegals, because they know it ain't going to go to the illegals. They know it's going to be siphoned off to friends of Eric Adams like it always is. Kickbacks. Kickbacks. By the way, he says, my city. Can I hear that cut again, Lou? And just stop it right after he says, my city. And then if you want to pick apart the emotion of watching my city. Now, I didn't know it was his city. My police department, my fire department. My homeless people, uh, my illegal aliens, right? What is this my, my, I, I? I thought it's ours. We pay the taxes. But it's his city. Everything is my, my city. This guy is a disaster. And tomorrow, what will be Scratchiata? Sid Rosenberg is going to be interviewing him. I thought he was suspended from the program because he embraced Alvin Bragg. Notice what a fair-weather friend Sid Rosenberg is because all of a sudden, friends of Eric Adams, Frank Caron, Anthony Caron, hey, come on, Sid, you come to dinner with us, uh, you'll be the spokesperson for this. You know, they stroke him. Uh, they uh, pull his chain and chew his BVDs. They jump in the hot tub with Sid, and, oh, Sid is all for touch. We'll see what he says tomorrow uh, with his uh, his friend, Eric Adams. But I'll be on before that. Watch watch me get canceled at the last second at 7.05 because, man, I am going to be dropping verbal napalm on Sid Rosenberg. How dare he? Go back on his word.
And then, of course, there is uh, Yonkers. Lost in Yonkers. Remember the musical Lost in Yonkers? Up the hill, down the hill, South Broadway, Nodine Hill, Schlobine Projects, Getty Square, what we used to call Ghetto Square, the old Mumford Projects, uh, the racetrack, Roosevelt Racetrack, the mall, all of that. Well, forever and a day, the Spano family has been a Spano family has been an institution. There's so many Spanos there. The former uh, county executive was a Spano, a Greek Spano though, uh, and he was beaten a second time by Rob Astorino. Uh, this other Spano family, the mom and dad, Italian, had 18 kids. They certainly did not believe in birth control, and almost each and every one of them was a Republican. Until all of a sudden, Mike Spano wanted to run for mayor, and he realized that Republicans could not run. In fact, his brother, former state senator, Republican and conservative Nick Spano, lost to Cousin Stewart. Now you know why Cousin Stewart has such a stranglehold on the state Senate and is enforcing no cash bail and defunding the police. Let's blame uh, state senator Nick Spano. Who lost her? How, how could you lose her? But anyway, it turns out that Yonkers Mayor Mike Spano, originally a Republican, a reborn Democrat, has 14 Spano relatives on the city municipal payroll, totaling $2 million. Every conceivable relative, extended relative, friend of Mike Spano is on the payroll. And in fact, the city council there has terminated term limits or he would have been out and have given him an opportunity to run for another four-year term. I'm telling Republicans up in Westchester County, listen intently. I am so busy with elections to oust the socialists here in New York City in this city council run. All 51 seats are up. As you know, I'm battling AOC, all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her mini-me, who is... uh, I mean, the worst. Come on. In Astoria, we have our own candidate, Kelly Klingman, and we're taking the attack to them. I will use some of my time to come up to Yonkers, a city that I know well. You just heard my introduction. I've been in all the neighborhoods, good, bad, and in between. And I will help any Republican oust this mayor for life, Mike Spano, who is running it like a fiefdom who's giving out $2 million badly needed by the city of Yonkers, the taxpayers basically paying uh, for the salaries of all of his family members and extended family members. And I do, I will do whatever I can to help the Republicans up there oust this guy who wants to be mayor for life. His sister is on the payroll. His brother's on the payroll. His cousin's on the payroll. Uh, his nephew's on the payroll. Just go up and down the line. It might as well be the Spanos run Yonkers at taxpayers' expense. Are you going to roll over for this guy? A guy who was a Republican and then decided the only way I could become mayor is to run as a Democrat, and he has looted the city. Do you think you're any better in Yonkers with uh, Mike Spano in charge and his entire family running the city and knowing that his brother Nick Spano who was the state senator, rolled over for Cousin Stewart, who led the takeover of the state legislature, which is now the enforcer to not allowing any moderate judges to sit on the New York State Supreme Court. You saw what they did to the Latino 
They basically said, Ixnay, uh, and then obviously who are enforcing no cash bail. The reason that's happening, the reason they have a supermajority in the state Senate in Albany of Democrats led by Stuart Cousins is because former state senator, Republican conservative Nick Spano rolled over and lost. But he's still getting money from his brother, the fair weather friend of Yonkers, lost in Yonkers, Mayor Mike Spano. If you want to challenge Mayor Mike Spano, I'll be more than happy to give you tactical air support because this is a double disgraziata. This is a double shanda. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Talking about this is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Come back, LL Cool J will be going on tour after 30 years away. So he's saying it ain't a comeback because obviously he's made his reputation on television. But speaking of TV, as you heard from me exclusively yesterday, I was the first to break the news of what the Wall Street Journal was publishing Probably from the Murdochs directly, since they own it, why Tucker Carlson was let loose. It was a whole litany of reasons. But Tucker Carlson broke his silence yesterday, went online, and had this to say that, uh, you know, he is launching a comeback. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated, And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. Let me uh, 
I, I don't know what debate she's talking about on talk TV. It's sort of like one big Barney fest. I love you. You love me. It's the Hollywood squares. Most of the guests are always in harmony with the host. You couldn't be more hopelessly right. So I will tell you this, whatever Tucker Carlson decides to do, he'll never be bigger than he was at 8 o'clock on the Fox News channel. It's the real estate. Likewise with O'Reilly, who had to come a long way back. He'll never be as big as he was at 8 o'clock on the Fox News channel. It's the real estate. And by the way, whoever ultimately replaces Tucker Carlson, I think it'll be Tulsi Gabbard. We'll get the same numbers, the same people watch the Fox News channel. They have it on morning, noon, and night, similar to here at WABC. People listen to WABC morning, noon, and night. If all of a sudden you took me out of the mix, people would say, oh, I miss Curtis. A week later, they would say, ah, that new uh, host or hostess is really growing on me. So stop it. Stop it. Uh, they went their ways. Life will go on. We'll see how Tucker Carlson surfaces. He won't have a difficult time surfacing, but the guy who's always trying a comeback and is failing at every opportunity is Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, listening as he and the Cuomos are in their compound, Afredos of Chris Cuomo with their wartime consigliere Joe Pacoco, who was just released from a corruption charge in federal prison six years He's constantly trying to come back. He's been here on WABC. He's writing editorials, op-eds. He has a podcast that nobody listens to. But you will never get to first base, Andrew, unless you explain and apologize for this. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Can I hear that one more time, Lou? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. And by the way, this is considered the uh, radio station of second chances. No doubt about it. John Katzmatidis is sort of like uh, the Al Davis was of the old AFL Oakland Raiders. He gave everybody a second chance. And because of that, he won Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Likewise, uh, John has given so many second chances here at WABC. And as a result... Uh, it's come from the ashes of almost non-existence to once again be the most famous, iconic uh, station in the nation, the number one news talk station in the nation, WABC. So look, Lou, uh, what I got a text this morning. <laughs> They're all texting me. Hey, good morning, my brother. Yeah, yeah, I ain't nobody's brother. First, I pray all is well with you and your family. I'm here back at home and wanted to reach out. Also looking to join the WABC team. I have experience and would be an asset to the company. All the best. The crook, Norman Seabrook, right? Here's Norman Seabrook, who ended up taking $60,000 as a payoff in exchange for diverting $20 million of his correctional union dollar members' monies. They basically went deep six. And bankrupted. It cost the union members a million dollars. And he's thinking, oh, I'll reach out to WABC. I'll reach out to my brother, Curtis Seabrook. You ain't my brother. I don't have no brothers, Norman Seabrook. Over my dead body, are you going to come here to WABC? Although I can't speak for John and Margot Katz and Matisse. Said that all. Uh, next thing I expect, uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. Please, please, can I come on the airwaves so that I can resurrect and rehabilitate my image? You can never do that. And then, of course, there's half in the bag, smashed as he always is, 
Governor Murphy in New Jersey, how you could have elected him over Citarelli for a second term is beyond me. You must be masochist in New Jersey. And we know he wants to be president in the future. He goes back and forth to his $36 million villa in Italy where he spends half the time. But everybody is asking, how come the new hairstyle? How come the new uh, look? I go to the same woman, Barbara, about a year ago. She said to me, Mr. Murphy, why do I keep cutting your hair? You don't have that much hair to begin with. You should let your hair grow. So I said, Miss Kim, let's give it a try. Yeah, yeah, uh, come on. You think we're all stupid? You're head of the Democratic Governor's Council. You're raising money for Democrats all over the country. You're a graduate of Goldmine Sachs, so you feel you're entitled to run for the presidency and be part of the national government. And what the hell is wrong with you in New Jersey? Uh, you keep making the same mistake. First it was John, John Corzine, who should be in jail. Should be in jail for what he did at Goldmine Sachs, right? A typical Goldmine Sachs strategy. Come in the door. Oh, you're our very dear friend. Thank you for investing in our portfolio. And the moment you go out the door, they short your stock. They get you coming, they get you going, and still, you schmucks, you putzes, you still keep going there and electing in New Jersey anybody who has uh, on their resume that they worked or a top mocker, muckety muck, in Goldmine Sachs. Then who, you elected Murphy. And now, now I, I hear on occasion here at WABC, due to Noam Layden, his very dear friend that he's in the hot tub with up in the Heights in Jersey City, the mayor, Steve Fulop, with all the hipsters and millennials. He says he's running for governor. And what is on his resume? He's a graduate of Goldmine Sachs. Hell no, over my dead body, Steve Fulop. It's Cinderella's time. Enough of this gold mine sacks trail to destruction of the Garden State. But we're not going to just stop it there, ladies and gentlemen. There's obviously the Nassau County executive who is the luckiest man alive. He can barely chew gum and uh, and uh, think straight at the same time. Bruce Blakeman. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org and who all of a sudden was opposed to having one of the licensed casinos all-purpose casinos at the nassau county coliseum and now all of a sudden he's all on board i was attracted to this project because of the ultra luxury hotel the entertainment center the excitement of the area and yes, about 10% of the site will be a casino, but we need that bank to fund all those other great things that are going to happen. Now, this guy thinks we're all stupid, like all politicians, that we're not going to remember what he said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago. Well, especially this guy, he can't even remember what he said uh, five seconds ago, five days ago. Bruce Blakeman, number one, when it was announced, the person who was carrying uh, the pail of water on this uh, Sands offer to turn uh, the Nassau County Coliseum into a casino was our own Governor David Patterson, my husband-in-law. And he was getting attacked. They had demonstrations the very next day of residents saying, we don't want a casino. 
And Bruce Blakeman at that time was saying, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not going to be good for the area. And then all of a sudden, the state senator from the area and open hearings up in Albany said that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was negotiating with Nassau County officials to turn Nassau County Coliseum into housing for what else? Illegal aliens. And Bruce Blakeman had a heart attack. I know nothing about this. I know nothing about this. Yet the guy who owns the place said no comment. Trust me. For him to suddenly flip the script and be pro-casino in Nassau County with the Nassau County Coliseum, Bruce Blakeman wined, dined, pocket lined, I believe. And then, of course, there is a guy who had the ultimate, largest, maybe biggest comeback in all of political history. And that is a guy who is no longer with us. Jerry Springer. You remember Jerry Springer, but not the way I remember Jerry Springer. I remember I was being invited into Cincinnati to start the Guardian Angels in over the Rhine, Vine Street. I mean, crime central, natty boys, just criminals all over the place. He was first elected to Cincinnati City Council, and then he was elevated to being their mayor. City manager really runs uh, the operation. It's not the mayor. He cuts uh, blue ribbons. And Jerry Springer was one who said, yeah, 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 I think it would be a pretty good idea uh, if uh, we consider the Guardian Angels. I forget in what capacity he was serving at that time or if he had already been cold busted for bouncing checks to hookers in Covington, Kentucky, right across the river. So what he would do is he would go across the river into Covington, Kentucky, which is – sort of run by the Dixie Mafia. I mean, whatever happens in Covington, Kentucky, stays in Covington, Kentucky. I mean, illegal gambling, uh, illegal hooch, uh, drugs, prostitutes, you name it. Covington, Kentucky is like a little Las Vegas. He got cold busted for bouncing check after check to the hookers there. And guess what? That didn't stop him. He took a lick in and came back ticking. He ran for Congress. He ran for governor. He lost. He had two attempted exploratory uh, attempts to run for U.S. Senator of Ohio. And then all of a sudden in 1991, who did he meet? Former congressman uh, of uh, that whole area of Queens, uh, starting with the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera, where he lives now in Breezy Point, Bob Turner. Bob Turner was the producer, executive producer of the Jerry Springer show and of the Rush Limbaugh show. Rush Limbaugh show did not make it. Jerry Springer had a tough start, and then all of a sudden they decided to start broadcasting the three-eyed cousin fornicators. Whatever was wrong with white people or black people was up on the stage. Then Jerry Springer became the executive producer of his uh, security officer's, uh, 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 I forget what his name was anyway, I think that's Steve Wilkos. And then he became a singer, and Frank Morano plays this guy's songs. And wonders why people turn turn off the other side of midnight. He loves Jerry Springer. And he loves William Shatner's songs on the other side of midnight. Every time he puts it on, you know what you get? Click, 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 click. Oh, this is horrible. It's the Rip and Read. 
featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! Here we go, Sid Rosenberg, flipping the script again. He's like a peacock the moment you stroke him. As angry as he may have appeared to be against you, all you got to do is say nice things, and all of a sudden he's your very best friend. And he pretty much paved the way for the reemergence. Of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not my mayor. He's not any of your mayors who are listening. He's the mayor of the illegal aliens. And it was Sid who said, oh, you know, he praises Alvin Bragg. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'll never suspended from WABC. And I guarantee you, you listen to this. Frank Carone, Anthony Carone, those crooked brothers who make unbelievable amounts of money for being friends with Eric Adams, have wine, dined, and God only knows what else, jumped in the hot pool with Sid Rosenberg. Listen to this crap. Even Eric Adams, you know, he's going to join me tomorrow. So he frustrates me, I think, more than any other politician ever. And I had this discussion with Lou Ruffino and Justin this morning. Eric Adams can say something... At 5 o'clock on a Friday where you go, you know what? Now I know why I like him. And then Eric Adams can say something at 5.30 on Friday where you go, he is no different than the rest of those dirty Democrats. No different. In 30 minutes, he can go from, hey, this guy's going to get it done, to, oh, my God, we're in deep doo-doo. Let me give you an example. At the presser yesterday defending the NYPD. And when you hear this, if you're pro-cop like me, and I'm very pro-cop, you can't help but like Eric Adams. And then, then, right after that, I'm loving the mayor. He says this about Joe Biden, and I'm angry again. His age is, 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 is excellent. We need the wisdom. We need the skill set. We need the experience. You know, this, this, this president has navigated us out of these difficult times. What? What? Wake up, Sid. Wake up. Stop being wined and dined and God only knows what else in a hot tub. I want you to listen intently because Sid is listening right now to what Eric Adams said yesterday at his press conference in which he uh, blew up the budget. It's now $107 billion, even though he said he would he launch across the board 4% reductions. He didn't. It's now going to cost taxpayers more than ever before, and there's no revenue out there. There's no revenue from the commercial buildings, from the typical sources. So that means uh, more more flight, more fright. Does uh, Sid realize that when he has joined Eric Adams on Wednesday nights to feed the poor, the impoverished, does he know who he was feeding? I don't see any of them in Washington. Why aren't they in Washington? <laughs> Why aren't they speaking in Washington, D.C., saying, give this administration in this city help? 
So it's easy to sit on the sideline and throw a stone. A rock is not a plan. I need all these people who believe we're not doing a good job. Join me on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. when I'm giving out food to asylum seekers. Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Remember, Lou? Remember how he posted the video? There he was, Sid Rosenberg, side by side with the swagger man with no plan, giving out food to the illegal aliens. I want Sid to address that tomorrow, because I'll be on with him at 7.05 if they don't cancel me before the mayor comes on the hour after. And then he was, Sid, basically preemptively saying this morning that he doesn't care Jack Diddley squat what I say. But a lot of folks at this station don't like him. In fact, when I told, told Curtis Sleeva, I'm bringing Brandon on tomorrow, he said, what a disaster. This guy wants to defund the cops. You know all that uh, talk. So Curtis wasn't all that happy, but I don't make decisions based upon what Curtis wants. Now you see, he brought on the mini-me of Eric Adams, Justin Brand, and Councilman of Bay Ridge. You got to oust him. This guy voted to defund the police by a billion dollars when de Blasio was mayor. Never suggested putting back the money. And it's for no cash bail. And so what happened? Sid Rosenberg softballed him. It's like a one-two punch. First, Justin Brennan, the mini-me to Eric Adams. And now tomorrow he'll have Eric Adams on and watch. It'll be a love fest. They'll be swapping spit. They'll be tongue kissing. What is wrong with Sid Rosenberg? Can he stick to his principles? Does he realize when he was out there on the line Wednesday night at 9 and he posted it on his Instagram, he was feeding illegal aliens at taxpayers' expense? Wake up, Sid! Wake up! 